Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Monday morning, the start of a new work week. It is the 15th of April. We're already in the middle of the month. 5.30 in the morning in L.A. Boy, we're just <laughs> wide awake. And today's show, gosh, what a, I got this question, and I just happened to go on Twitter, or I wouldn't have found it. And, and Twitter is not a place I go very much because it automatically feeds in from Facebook. And I got this question from Nancy, and she said, I love to hear you. It is like Jesus speaking. If possible, I'd like to hear about signs from Jesus and taking decisions in advance. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of signs. And I I thought, what a great question because you know how sometimes you're doing something and something comes in and like right in the middle of your day, in the middle of you doing what you're doing, and you just automatically pay attention to it. You automatically start feeling like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this. You're attracted to it or attracted to a person, and you don't know why. It's like all of a sudden you're 100%. Your energy's there. You're there. You know exactly that you're going to do this, whatever it is. And sometimes the details bore you that you're going to get there. But the first sign in our decision-making process is no matter what we do, it's working or it's not going to work. And you know, you know that it's not working or you know that it is working. It's like, you're going to, you're going to join something or you're going to do something or somebody comes to you and, you know, you don't even know what you've done to earn it. It was a great example of this was while I was, putting the books together initially, like the first time, I knew I was going to put a book together. How I was going to do it, I didn't know. But I kept going because I, I knew that I, I was just going to do it. It wasn't like I had to do it or I didn't have to do it or it was a maybe. I just knew I needed to find a way. And it was as clear as day. I knew with my son's baseball from 10 years old, I knew no matter what anyone said, no matter what anyone does, he's going to play. And everyone said a lot of crazy stuff to me. I've heard it all. And I still knew. And then it happened. And it wasn't that I was surprised or not. I cried in relief because being a human being and being here and all these obstacles thrown in our way, it was relief when I cried. Not relief signed or not. Not relief that he was going to play or not. The relief and joy I felt at seeing that God doesn't answer questions overnight. And we need to be patient. And the number two thing was patience. 
I had seven of them. All of a sudden, you have patience for the process. You're willing, do what it takes. You're willing. A great example of that is you meet somebody. You're really excited about them. Not just a relationship meet somebody, boy, girl, or a a love interest of any kind or a partner. Not just that. But let's say you meet a boss or you meet a friend that you just meet. They're at a party and you cannot get enough of each other. You're just asking each other so many questions and you're very interested in their life and how they've done things to this date of meeting you. The attraction is strong. The attraction is so strong that you can see each other the next day and the next day and the next day and you're just not, you're not tired of it. You are intrigued. This person interests you. And sometimes you think, gosh, how did I not know you? How did we meet? And wow, can you imagine you start backtracking, you know, like, well, I wasn't going to come to this party, but I came and I wasn't going to do this, but I did. And all of a sudden you realize all the events took you to meeting this person. And a lot of times people we meet that way, we have a great feeling for the rest of our life, but we may never even see them again after that short spurt because you may live in different places, like different states. I have many friendships that fed me so deeply in those first times I've met them, and I know them so well in that time, and I haven't seen them I have one I haven't seen in like almost three years. But when we write to each other, when we just say hello, we always say we love each other. Because we do. That is like a love. It's not a, oh, this person's okay, or yes, I met this person, or you kind of forget in you. And you know And you learn what it feels like to be that connected. The other thing is gut feeling. We have that gut feeling. We go back to it when we don't listen to it and go, God, I knew that in the beginning. Why did I keep going? I saw it coming. And yet we couldn't stop ourselves. Ego found a way to keep us there to find out what we needed to find out. I was dating someone once, and I I told you guys about this before, but I knew as clear as day in the very beginning of meeting him, I knew as clear as day when I walked in the kitchen of his home. I knew I would never live with or marry that man. I knew it. And I didn't want to know it. So when the ego's like, oh, you know, you'll be okay. Yeah, he's not that bad. And I never thought he was bad. I really enjoyed meeting him. I felt so connected that first time. And it it was. It was magical. It was everything you wanted it to be. But that was all it was. That was his best. He even 
told me that right after I meet someone, I start to grieve because I know that that's going to be the happiest it ever was. He was that honest because he honestly didn't know why that happened to him. People met him that when I introduced him to people, they would look at me like, oh, my gosh, Nadia, like, how did you end up with him? Because that happy, open, I'm here, I'm jumping in with both feet, man, starts becoming very weirdly manipulative. All of a sudden, over time, none of your friends can be there. He doesn't want to see anyone you know. It's all about meeting his friends. And you get from the world you currently live in, and it's a systematic system. But the weird part is, I really saw a very nice person in him. I could see that part of him, and that kept me there. It was a very soft, very nice part of him. Even though he did that, he wasn't even mean about it. He was honest about it the whole time. He was quite aware of it. But in my brain, at the time, in that part of my life, where I still thought that I can change other people into bigger thinking, teach them into bigger thinking, I ended up fixing his issues in almost every area of his life, and it became very draining. But I, I have a friend, Dr. Mihoko, and, you know, I've known her for a long time. And one of the times that she was visiting, she met him. And we were driving. I was driving her to the airport. And you want to talk about a sign from God. It was like, if I didn't hear him yet, Boy, was God talking through her. And that was the part, that was the part that got me, was recognizing my gut feelings through her. But how did she do it? She me in the car as we're driving, and she knows I'm a captive audience. And she says, I need to talk to you about something. And she literally repeated the things going on in my head, and I knew it was God. And it was God talking through her. Christ told me that God talks to us through each other. And she said to me, exactly this, whatever issues or little red flags you see now will continue to happen over and over again. And as long as you're there, the only difference it's going to make is you will have more of those stories to tell. Because whatever's happening is going to keep on happening over and over and over again. And I was like, I know that's true. I know that's true. I have to leave somehow. And I feel bad just leaving because nothing actually happened that was big enough to leave over. And the sad part was it wasn't because I didn't love him. It was because I knew I was put into a narrow space to live in. I knew that it wasn't a fit, but I wanted it to be a fit. There were so many 
bridges. There was like, I was Arabic and he was a background. I was, um, I had two kids. He had two kids, you know, different ages, loved his children, loved his ex-wife. And yet there was something off. And the thing that was off, which was very small initially, is exactly what she said. It got bigger and bigger, and all I'd have is more and more experiences validate what happened. So here we are, and we think, you know, God's abandoned us that we're in this spot. And God's actually showing us one instance after another, after another, that this is not your, your home. And it taught me the difference between a teaching experience, a teaching slash learning experience, donation. And that's something where our gut feelings comes in really strong. We get in somewhere and we, we know in our heart, even if we want to say that we can't, that is an experience. Other places are destinations where you know you've just arrived at a destination. What is a destination? Destination is somewhere you will stay. You get a job, you want to stay. You buy a home, you don't want to move. You're with your kids. You're looking at schools. Let's say you're traveling the country to find the right school and you walk on a campus. You haven't seen much yet. You know you're staying. Your child is going to go to that school. You meet someone. You know you're going to be lifelong friends. You meet other people. You know you don't want to go any further than what you've already learned. Think about how many signs we are getting in every, like, I want to say, big decision-making process that we don't even think are decisions. Meeting someone, knowing you're going to stay. Meeting someone else, knowing you're going to leave. Walking into a home. You're house hunting. You've been looking for homes. You've never got that feeling. This is my home. Then you walk into a house, and it could be like a total fixer-upper, but you like the way you feel in the home. You're willing to fix it up. You're willing to put the money in. You want to live in that neighborhood. You see yourself there. Even if people come to you, I kept wanting to see myself somewhere, but I was fighting myself. And person after person said to me, what are you doing with this person? What are you doing? And I said, I don't know anymore because so many people are asking me. I knew before anyone opened their mouth, but I didn't want to know. Now, knowing what I know, if I got that feeling, I would have left before I got fully started. I would have, but I didn't know. And I had to write it out because that example comes to my brain so regularly because I was so sure that gut feeling was undeniable. Go over the first three because they're the biggest. 
No matter what you do, it works or does not work or continue. No matter what you do, it would be a matter of time for it to either work or not work. It's like if you want the house and you know that's your house. And back in the day, you didn't, when you went house shopping, the loan was secondary. Now when you go house shopping, you get pre-qualified so that you know what you can afford. And it saves you a lot of time seeing stuff that you can't afford. And then they have to twist and turn the loan to make it work. Now you get pre-qualified and you know that, okay, this is as much as I can afford. So at least we're smarter about that. But if it's not your home, something's going to come up in the home. Something's going to come up with you when you want the home for the wrong reasons. And then your patience. It's like you want to make it happen before it goes away because you can feel that it's not yours or that person isn't the right person or that job is not the right job for you. And then you go back and say, oh, my gosh, I had that feeling. I knew in my gut. You learn to trust your gut, getting into the finer parts is the attraction is very strong to the person, to the job, to the location, to what you were planning to do that day. Did you ever have a day where you had it all planned out and you woke up that day and you had no feeling towards anything that you had planned to do, like just no feeling, like you couldn't see yourself doing it? but you were going to go ahead and do it. And then something shows up in your morning and hijacks your day. And you can't even remember by the end of the day what it was you planned to do that day because it went an entire different direction. Someone came over, you helped someone, you went somewhere else just to drop something off or do something and it took over your day. Or you didn't do anything, you just sat alone and your brain just kind of relaxed and you got to get everything out of it. And it was like, God, I really needed a day off and I I didn't realize I did. And you're rejuvenated after that. But your attraction to what you're doing become very strong. The other sign, really pay attention to this one. You're willing to walk away if it isn't yours. I knew that person wasn't mine. I knew I didn't know how to stay there, but I I needed to explore that for whatever reason. And, and as it turned out, because it was my example of understanding what's mine and what isn't in life. I wasn't willing to walk away. Even with everyone telling me I wasn't willing to walk away. Because somewhere my ego in there just convinced me that I was going to turn lemons into lemonade. And I was going to try. And I was in it to win it. I couldn't walk away. It was a lesson, an experience, not a destination. I was trying to turn that experience into a destination. But going back to the number one thing that Christ said is no matter what you do, it works or it does not work or continue. 
It was an experience. It wasn't a destination. Knowing the difference while you are doing something is one of the most amazing learnings of having seen Christ. And now I ask myself that all the time. Is it a destination or not? I knew when I walked into the house I moved into this year, this was a destination. How that was going to happen, I had no idea. And trust me when I tell you, I never stopped to think about it. I knew no matter what was going to go through my mind, I already lived here before I actually lived here. I already saw it. My gut feeling was strong. My attraction was off the charts. I was patient. I never thought of not having it, not living here, not being here. I was already here even before it happened. Even when I told friends about it, prior to knowing I could actually be here for real, they knew. And they'd be like, oh, my gosh, you're going to live so far away now. And I'm like, aren't you putting the cart before the horse? Or aren't you ahead of yourself? And they're like, no. They knew what I knew. I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. Because you know how we are with our gut feelings. Oh, no, that would be too good to be true. What's too good to be true? And now the good is true. Because we, we all knew it. We all knew it. The signs are always there. No matter what you do, it works or does not work to continue. We feel patient. Our gut feelings are aligned. Our attractions are strong. And there's two more. One is the truth. We are hard wired to the truth. We cannot help the fact coming out of our minds to us from other people or from us to people is actually true. It's like everything falls into place. You have no fears. You have no doubts, no worries. It's just like you just say it like it is. Like, hey, you know what? I don't like this, but it's true. This is an obstacle we need to get over to get this done. And it just goes on and on. It's all based on truth, and truth can only propel. You never feel like you can't say what your actual needs are, what you need to get done, how you need to get it done, who you need to help you, who you need to help to get it done. Whatever it takes, it presents itself, and you do it. And you do it. No question. It's not no question because you're blind. It's actually no question because you can see the end of it. You can see it happening. I'll never forget walking into that kitchen. If I ever had a gut feeling about anything or an example of a gut feeling about anything, and not wanting to have that gut feeling. That was the bigger part of it. It was a lesson, not a destination. But I wanted it to be a destination and not a lesson. And I was going to try to turn that around. But turning it around 
wasn't in the cards for me. And I knew it, but I didn't want to know. God's always working in your favor. You wish didn't happen, like something so hard for you to take. You still know why it happened. Our gut feelings. There's a difference between gut feelings that are fear, doubt, worry, and controlling guilt out of fear, where the ego tries to put fear in you, than a gut feeling where you just know. Like that feeling, I just knew I wasn't going to stay. Sometimes I have a gut feeling like, it's not even a gut feeling. It's an ego feeling where I feel like, oh, what if this happens to my kids? Or what if this happens to me? Or what if those, that's all ego. Say to myself, oh, why am I putting fear into this equation? And then I get over it and I forget it because it's my ego just trying to interrupt my thoughts from being positive, from being strong, from being, you know, a place of coming from belief. So I learned to kick those out. But those gut feelings, like walking in that kitchen, oh, my gosh. If, if, if God took a neon sign and put it in front of me and kept flashing it every single day I was there, that was happening. And it was like watching a movie. You knew what was coming. You knew that stuff was going to happen. And as it did, I kept saying, oh, my God, God. I got it. I just don't know how to get there yet. Give me a minute. Let me get there. Let me see how I get there. Saying the truth to myself. Because I knew my gut feeling. I knew no matter what I did, it wasn't going to work. I couldn't walk away. That was the one I couldn't do. I could not walk away yet. I couldn't. I couldn't until I had to. The last one, and this one, I know we all know it when it happens. We know we will be okay. It sounds like the most simple sentence in your world. You know you're okay. But you know you're okay. And that goes for whether whatever it is, whatever decision you're making Whichever way you will go, you know you have the tools to take care of yourself. I knew, okay, when I left that man. But I wasn't okay yet. I needed to get there. But I knew that without him, there would be a sense of relief because his actions were mounting. They were getting heavier and heavier and heavier until... I just thought, holy cow. All right, God, no more lessons in this story. I'm good. I got your message. I need to say something. And I did. And you know what? He wasn't surprised. And that floored me. Because I knew for sure that no matter what I did, it wasn't going to work. It was not a destination. I got feelings, my attraction, the fact that I couldn't walk away, that's where ego got me. 
So it also works the other way where you know if you can walk away, it's like going to buy a car and the dealer is giving you every incentive to do it. They're like, they just want you to sign before you leave away. You can actually make the deal. And if you can't walk away, you're going to make one gnarly deal. It's such an interesting set of how it all works out, but you know you'll be okay. If you need to walk away or walk towards, you know you'll be okay. Thank you, Nancy, for such a great question. I hope you guys have a great start to the week, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.